Welcome to episode number 10 of When the Chips Are Down podcast from living in a van, playing low six cash, to battling in Bobby's room in Bellagio, baby. Uh, I am Andrew Biking, 19 Peeper. Them's, them's fighting words. <laughs> Joined by my co-host, Joe the Dijon the Goat. I don't think I have been giving it away personally, so... And we welcome back from the depths of Venetian, Willie. I might not even play poker, I might just be an Uber driver. Whether you've been at the tables for years or just now dipping your toe into the most complex game on the planet, this podcast should have something for you. What poker player hasn't watched Rounders and Mike McDee jet out to Vegas and think, man, I wish I could do that. Well, this podcast is about some guys that did, a guy that is doing, and a guy that wants to do that, so hopefully it applied a lot of perspective into what all being a professional poker player is and what that looks like in today's day and age. Okay, so possibly the final segment of Bobby's Room Beats, I guess. You want in a real game, I'll hook you up. High stakes, exclusive clientele. Let's uh, let's get into what has all been going down at the Bellagio, Joe. Let me tell you. Yeah, if you if you want to uh, if you want to see what like professional gambling's like, it's not pretty. It is not pretty. <laughs> it's ugly, man. The swings are brutal. Um. Good news is I uh, I'm not like out of the Bobby's room, Bobby's room game by any means. Uh, I'm it's just uh, times have been slow and and I'm not always getting in like the 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 best games and whatever. I'll still be in there battling it out with a lot of these other guys. So that's the good news for me. Nah, we um, want we want the Joe rants. We want the overreaction. Oh, I was. I was <laughs> Man, it was brutal. I thought I was like done. I thought they were like, "Sorry, sorry, goat, no more." <laughs> Cut you off. <laughs> no, but uh, now I'll tell you. Sometimes I don't even know if I want to be in there. It's like the swings are so brutal, so brutal, and it doesn't even matter what stakes it is. It's like you, it could be one, two, five, ten, anything. So like today, uh, I. I played a couple tournaments this weekend at the at the win. Uh, I I played like three entries, busted all three in glorious fashion, and then I went and played cash games today and and got tortured again. I mean, they just yeah, I don't know. Just when you think you're like, you know, this has been twenty years, and just when you think you're like figured things out, and oh, you know, blah blah blah. It's like variance just wakes you up and says no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Maybe yeah. you're not the goat. Never. Whoa, never. whoa. Oh, easy now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just had to test the water with that one. Them's them's fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> Those are fighting words. Sure. Listen, all my even every hand I've lost, every hand I've lost, I like. You know, I've thought about, and I'm like, eh, you know, what else can I do? What else can I do, you know? Um, yeah. I got my money in good for the most part in the tournament. Like, almost every buy-in, I got my money in good. Uh, you know, I busted yesterday. I was down to, like, 16 big blinds, and I shoved over a raise with ace-queen. He called the king-ten out. Uh, you know, like, some of these hands, they just play themselves. You know, you know, you, you know what you have to do, and you just kind of have to hope luck's on your side. Uh, as long as you're not giving it away, which I don't think I have been. I don't think I have been giving it away personally. So you always seem to play level-headed, even when you're losing. That's a huge advantage you have over a lot of people who tilt and stuff. 
Yeah, well, I vocalize my tilt. I I tell everyone how tilted <laughs> I am. Right, like, yeah, I, I get angry and I'll yell and smash something, but I'm not going to play worse. So some people do, but that's a good thing to have under control. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I had a I had a couple interesting hands. Uh, yeah, I texted you guys earlier, but uh, a couple good ones for the podcast that we should talk about. To it, yeah, definitely. Um, so it was five, ten, twenty. We were playing three blinds, and under the gun makes it like fifty bucks. And we were, he and I were over like nine k effective. Um, or he had like nine or 10 K and I just, uh, I covered him. So I three bet to 170 with Jack nine of hearts on the, in the cutoff. And now there's the small blind calls 170 and the preflop razor calls. Um, I had Jack nine of hearts and the flop comes five, six, seven rainbow. Um, so there's like 510 plus change, maybe 530 in the pot. Uh, the small blind checks, the preflop razor now, see that, or he bet, he donks into me, which I'm the three better. So he donks into me for 140. I call and the small blind calls. Um, the turn comes an eight of hearts, giving me a straight flush draw. Seven eight of hearts with uh yeah, with five six. And it's mm-hmm. a four card trade on board. So it's five, six, seven, eight. Now the small blind checks, the preflop razor who led the flop, he also checks to me. Um so I have flush draw and the nine for the high straight. Uh I bet four hundred dollars. And into like a thousand or something. Now the small blind check raises to twelve hundred dollars, and you know I don't I don't love that. Um, but like yeah, I got a nine. I'm pretty happy about it. Like whatever. Uh, but he check raises to twelve hundred. Preflop raiser folds. I call. Um, and now the river's like is an offsuit jack. So the board is five six seven. Turn eight and River Jack. And, you know, I'm expecting to uh, have to call like a $2,500 River bet. Whatever mm. I would expect him to bet with a nine here. Um, you know, 2600 something like that. Maybe 3000 happily call, whatever. Um, but now he shoves for... $6,500. Into how uh, much? Into, well, it was, it was about 1050 or so on the, on the flop, and then another 12 and 12 on the turn. Uh, so, so about 65 and 35, basically 2x? Yeah, about 65 and 34, 35, something like that. Um, and, it, yeah, like I was gonna just you know shrug and call like pretty quickly, or not pretty quickly, but I, I didn't love it. I didn't like the fact that he way over bet like that, uh, like two times the pot, um, right. especially on a four, five, six, seven board, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I certainly didn't love it. Uh, 
And I thought for quite some time, and he, he then he asked me, he makes, he, he asked me this question. He goes, he goes, what do you have, aces? <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> like, F you, sir. You know what I mean? And, and then <laughs> right when he asked me that, I just took my hand and I, and I turned it, I turned it face up. I showed him, I said, no, I got a nine. I'm going to fold anyways. So good hand. And I just threw my hand away. Um, <laughs> Did he react to that? I don't know. I'm sorry. No, uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I I still don't know if it was the right fold or not. No, but did the the player react to you folding the nine? Um, no, not really. Not okay. really. He kind of uh, I kind of gave him a little needle. I'm like, you know, you got a little too greedy, sir. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna pay off that big of a bet. And and you know, I just folded, and he uh. So I, again, I don't, I don't know what happened. Uh, I feel pretty comfortable that I made the right fold, but uh, again, you know, I, I don't. Uh, who knows? But it just at some points, it's like that's too much, and I don't want to have to call that. That's just too much money. You break it down. He's gonna have uh, a nine a lot, obviously, and you're calling for a chop nine ten. Mm. You lose, and then we. Um, in the text, we we all agreed like ten ten is a really good bluff there, and then I guess he could have some sort of ten x of hearts. He's turning into a bluff. You think? Uh, because he what check raises when he turns, uh, backdoor flush draw and the gut shot. Yeah, maybe, then but then you. The river. But then your hand also blocks a lot of ten x hands. Yeah, I mean, what what could it queen ten of hearts maybe? I I don't know ace ten of hearts. Ten, ace ten, king ten. There's like three combinations of yeah ten x of hearts. But then obviously nine ten is already there. It, a lot of this seems ambitious, in my opinion. Um, first mm-hmm. of all, it's like, do I think you're he's really bluffed? yeah? When you're stretching to find bluffs, it's it's hard to make a call, especially when yeah. a lot of times when you call, you're getting a chop. Right. Yeah. It, it's do I think he's bluffing first of all, um, and then if he's not bluffing, what's his value hand? So like when he shoves for double the pot on the river, I don't really think his value hand is just a nine very often. I think it's primarily ten nine for value when he shoves double the pot. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think with a nine, he would bet like twenty five hundred, maybe three thousand, something like that, and just try to get paid off by like a four, by a set, by whatever, right? But when he overshoves for double the pot, um, it just seems to me like his his value hands there are nine ten suited, like almost mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, you know, and now it's like okay. Are there hands he's turning into a bluff? Is he just like taking a set and now turning it into a bluff? Is he taking like certain hands and turning them into bluffs? And, you know, I found that unlikely. So, yeah, against his value range, I didn't think I was doing very well. And I just decided to fold. And I still, yeah, I don't know. We That, that one's still up in the air. I think it was a fine fold. Yeah, I mean, I obviously, so. he, he. I mean, sometimes he gets you there, but most of the time, it does feel like, yeah, you're losing, or best case scenario, you get your money back. Yeah, normally I just shrug and pay it off, but this, uh, 
And, and when he made that aces comment, I'm just like, you know what, sir? F you. I'm, not, I'm not paying it off. I'm not paying it off. So it does seem, it. yeah, a little more greedy the way yeah. he, he says something like that. Not much into tells really, but that that does seem awkward or weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what else do you think, Andrew? I sent a couple other hands. Um, the stand-up game hand. Yeah, the stand-up oh. game one. Oh, the yeah. stand-up game hand. Oh, this is... Why do you have to remind me? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, so we were doing the stand-up game, and everyone stands up to start. There We're nine-handed. Everyone stands up to start. The last guy to... to when you win a pot, you get to sit down. The last guy to win a pot... Um, has the last guy who doesn't win the pot, or the last guy standing has to pay everyone. And in our game, we were doing a hundred dollars a man, so eight hundred dollars. Uh, and the blinds were uh five, ten, twenty. And I had queen jack under the gun, well, queen of diamonds, jack of clubs. Um, I opened to a hundred. Everyone folds to the guy, the the only other person standing, and he was in the big blind for ten. He calls a hundred, and the other guy folds. Everyone else folds. So there's there's two twenty in the pot. Um, and the flop comes Jack, eight four all hearts. I have Queen Jack no heart. Um, hmm. he checks to me, and now I overbet the pot for three hundred. He calls. Okay, fine. Turn a nine. He checks again. Um, I overbet again for like 860. I wish I even overbet more, to be honest. But I bet 860, a little, little more than the pot. Like, I have a jack here. There's three hearts. He can easily have a heart. I think, I'm pretty sure my top pair is good here. I should have just bombed away, right? And so I bet I bet over pot again, slightly slightly more than pot again. Uh, he calls again. So it's Jack eight four turn nine river another four, and now he checks again. Um, and I was just gonna roll it over at that point, but then I was thinking, you know what, this guy could have. He's he's gonna call like any pair. Neither one of us want to call, pay off the the eight hundred dollars to everyone. (laughs) You already have a splashy image at this point too. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go for value here. Like, I don't, you know, no one has a flush here, and I'm just gonna go for value here with my queen jack. So I bet seventeen hundred, and he pretty quickly calls again, and he turns over ten of spades, four clubs for for (laughs) the ten four offs to. Which is kind of brutal. Like even his even his ten two pair card makes me a straight. Like it's just you know, he had like a pure uh whatever, seven out or something like that. Seven or eight out or something. Mm -hmm. Uh and so had it not not been the stand up, it it probably makes a lot more sense to check back there. You probably would, obviously. I think so. This is why I think the hand's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. if it weren't the stand-up game, I think I would check back. He calls two pot-sized bets, like, I'm done with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it weren't the stand-up game, uh, 
I would certainly check back. But like because it was a stand-up game, I decided to value town myself for another seventeen hundred dollars. And yeah, not very pleased with the result. In offsuit three instead of a four. Do you think he still calls with just basically bottom pair? Uh, probably not. Probably not. You don't think he just puts you on some random shit like you're? He, like I mean, yeah, gotta, he might because there's so much added and... equity in a way because of the the eight hundred dollars you owe. Whoever loses yeah. again pays an extra eight hundred. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, it's a lot easier for me to go for thin value there. Yeah, um, right. And that's why I did. That's why I bet the river. Yeah, uh, I think it's fine. A cooler, if you want to call it, in a weird yes, way. Yes, I, mean, I guess. Stand-up game cooler. <laughs> Top pair <guess>. to... <laughs> or 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 just in text, uh, just a Texas cooler. <laughs> a Texas cooler. Yeah, that's, that's what we call it. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, Texas cooler. Uh, yeah, those are a couple of my hands from today's session. Overall, I mean, yeah, they've been torturing me a little bit, but I'll I'll get there. I'll get back. I'll get them back. You'll have your thrown at the wind in no time. Recap the how the how how everything uh, went down at the Venetian and the the the, the six sweat that uh, you had uh, for the for the uh, tournament, uh, Willie. So the Venetian had a promotion January and February. The top 108 players to get the most hours in their cash games qualified for a $320,000 free roll. And I didn't know anything about this free roll until February 1st. And a buddy of mine is like, hey, you should go just grind all your uh, sessions at the Venetian and you'll be able to qualify. And then the 3-5 there is good anyway, so you'll make a bunch of money. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. So um, I get there and play my first session probably like February 2nd. And they update the the hours list. Um, I can't remember if it was we. I think it was weekly up until the last week. Then they did it daily. But anyways, the the first day I was there, February second, the guy in last place had sixty hours. So I was like, oh okay, you just he got sixty hours in January. You double it. Bottom's gonna be like one twenty February, and then you know you add a little bit because it gets sweaty at the end. So I was like, if I get one hundred fifty hours, I'll make this free roll no problem. So I'll, the first couple weeks I'm just playing. Like, you know, six-hour sessions and being kind of lazy with it and still playing a bit online. And then around the Super Bowl, which was, what, the, the 13th, I want to say? The 12th? Yeah. The 12th. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, we're all hanging out, and then some other friends are – we're at the Super Bowl party. And they've played the Venetian before as well and done uh, – a similar free roll and they're all convincing me that this is going to take way more hours than I think that the last two weeks are going to be grueling. Everybody puts in super long sessions to make it and it turns into like a, an actual sweat. So now I'm thinking like, okay, maybe like 160, 170, but I'm still, you know, a little skeptical and they're just maybe trying to psych me up a bit. So obviously I book uh, a prop bet against Andrew and a couple other people on whether or not we're going to qualify for the added sweat. The infamous bet against Andrew, yeah. That's of what course. lets you feel under your ass. Yeah, it was. The extra $100 from Andrew really put me over the line to make sure I got that $3,500 in equity. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, come down to 
the last week I'm playing at the Venetian probably averaging eight to 10 hours a day. Yeah. Probably closer to 10 hours. And then, um, promotion ends Tuesday, the 28th on that Sunday before, um, was the, like the marathon or like the, there was a couple weird things on the strip that closed down Las Vegas Boulevard. So I was like, you know what? I'm on the list. Like I'm in the top 108. I feel like I can take a day off, not have to worry about the the madness on the strip on Sunday. Oh, I just won't even go down there. I won't even worry about it. Because if I even wanted to go to the Venetian, I couldn't even get into their parking garage because you have to get through there via Las Vegas Boulevard. So if I wanted to play a session, I have to park like a couple of properties down, find a bunch of back roads and wait in traffic for like an hour and a half. And that just sounds like a nightmare to me. So I didn't even go. Um, Monday morning had like a bit of a medical emergency ended up in the ER for like eight hours. Everything's fine. There wasn't even that big of a deal, but the only big deal was that it was cutting into my hours. (laughs) So I literally, as soon as I get out of the ER speed over to the Venetian, I play from like, 6 p.m. till 2 a.m. Monday slash Tuesday morning. Um, and I'm I'm kind of freaking out. I was like, this is actually a huge sweat. Uh, Monday, when I checked the list, I wasn't even in the top 108 anymore. I was like, this last day is going to be brutal. So <laughs> the Venetian Poker Room opens at 9 a.m. and closes at 5 a.m. And I was like, if I want to make sure I'm in the free roll, I have to play the full 20-hour session. So, you know, get up early. After playing until 2 a.m. the previous night, I get up at, like, 7.30, make sure I have some breakfast, grab some, like, Starbucks on the way down the strip, make sure I'm there at opening, sit down there. And, like, I'm not even on the list on Tuesday. I have um, a pretty solid idea of my hours that I'm, like – 30 to 45 minutes behind the guy in 108th place. And the the thing is, they don't post player names on the list. They just post post player IDs. So you're kind of like guessing who the people you're chasing down. But uh, fortunately, there's a bunch of grinders there who have a pretty good understanding of matching up player names with player IDs. So I was fairly certain i knew where all five guys were that like the bottom five were on the list so every time i'm like basically not in the hand i'm standing up at the table looking for these five guys i was like if i if they don't play 20 hours straight and they they only play 19 hours then i'm gonna pass one of them and get in the free roll but of course all five guys are there at 9 a.m I'm like, oh, great. If if they commit, you know, if they want to go 20 hours and commit suicide and just force me out, then congrats to them. They went. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm I'm hating life at this point. I'm just, you know, grinding, grinding, grinding. Three fives going pretty well. I'm up a little bit. And I have this, like, kind of thought, like, you know, if I'm getting super tired, I might just not even play three five the whole time. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, around 10 p.m., that would be 13 hours into the session. I'm like, just, you know, I, I hit the wall. Like, this is like the longest session at that point I'd ever played. I'm just dead. 
and I'm, you know, kind of like losing motivation because the other five guys are all still playing as well. I was like, they're they're gonna do it. They're just gonna, you know, box me out, make sure I can't get in. Um, but then also fortunately, a lot of the other three five grinders were uh, way more responsible and didn't procrastinate. And now this three five turned into the best three five game I had been playing all month. It's just me and seven tourists getting drunk. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to move down to 1-3. I'm just going to stay in this game and hope I run good. Nothing really interesting to talk about hand-wise. Maybe I was too tired or maybe it was just kind of all standard. But around 2, 2.30 in the morning, I see two guys in the bottom of the five get up and leave. I was like, ooh, are they, are they pulling like a head fake? Are they just going to the bathroom, taking like a little extended break? And then like 30 minutes passes, they're still not there. An hour passes, and I'm like, Oh, I like I'm good. If I stay and play till 5 a.m., I'm like 80% sure that I'm gonna qualify the free roll. <laughs> so I actually do pull the entire 20-hour session, play till 5 a.m. And it's just a weird thing to experience. I've never been in a poker room that closes. So like it's 4:45, the floor goes over the loudspeakers, like, all right, uh, last orbit. So that means you know everybody gets one more hand from each position and then uh the game shuts down and you just channel your inner your viral and tank two minutes for every hand. Yeah, no. I didn't even think of that at that point. Like, I, I should have. Like, I should have, like, tanked all the way down to, like, 515 Jesus. to make sure I get the extra 15 minutes or whatever. But actually, <laughs> that it, we were, like, six-handed at the time, so, like, it ended up leaving at, like, 450, not even five or whatever. But, like, walking to the cage... I just had this uncertainty because they don't post the list until yeah. the next morning when the casino opens. So yeah. just, uh, I'm just, you know, racking up. I ended up losing a few hundred bucks, which is, would have been even more depressing if I didn't qualify. So, yeah, I wake up the next morning, 9 a.m., uh, check the list, and I was 108th of 108. Super sweaty, but uh, I got there. Yeah, the 20 hour was, grind pulls it through. 20 hour <laughs> grind for $3,500 in tournament equity, or however you want to call it. Yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah that was, you said that was uh, your uh, your longest session ever, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I think previously it'd probably been around 12 hours, maybe 13. Yeah, almost double. Jeez. That was gross. I don't know how you, like, I don't get how people play these marathon two day, three day sessions. I mean the games are good. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta stay in there. Like, I mean, my longest, my longest session was uh, thirty-two hours, and that was the Mayweather-McGregor fight. So, I mean, yeah, games are awesome, and the game was still good at like ten a.m. when I left. I just couldn't keep my eyes open. Oh, <laughs> I just my. love sleep too much, and I always convince myself that three-five game is always beatable no matter when I play it. So, might as well be fully rested. Yeah, it's tilt. People people play through tilt when you're when you're stuck in steaming. People, you know, there's there's no <laughs> there's, <laughs> yeah, there's no cap on like how long some people can stay there. Yeah, yo viral tournament clock, tournament chess <laughs> clock. Yep, <laughs> give me give me your I rant. Played <laughs> I, I played I played him once in a cash game. Very slow then too. And I think we talked about this last... Uh, yeah, we did, yep. We th- talked about this last episode, and after playing more tournaments this weekend, I am just... all <laughs> Tournament chess clock. Three words. That's all. I- tournament chess clock. Please. 
please. It makes so much sense. It really does. Like it's it's uh, actually the best way of doing things. Yeah, I'm gonna propose yeah. that to every floor person. I'm gonna go to TDA meetings, whatever tournament chess clock, please. Some of us go to AA meetings. Oh. Joe goes to TD meetings. <laughs> to TDA. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, but I'm going to. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 picture you sent of the of the hours list was just like so sick. Like it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like oh yeah, uh, you know, 100, 185 hours, and then the next person has like one hundred eighty three hours. Like these hours are separated by like point one five point two hours. So. Like we we obviously can't know what the 109th spot had, but like it's it's very possible that that, that you got in there by like 12, 15 minutes, like something something crazy close. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah could... actually, shout out to Cody because he was playing the game until like two in the morning or whatever. Like that, the like two of the guys left, and I was talking to him. I was like, well, like those two guys were at the bottom. I've played an hour longer than them. Like I could just go home and get sleep. Like I'm delirious at this point. I've already played 18 hours. Yeah. So, uh, he's like, he's the one that convinced me to stay. Like, no, no, you got to stay. Like you're saying, like if you miss out by 15 minutes playing these two extra hours is like, you're getting paid $1,500 an hour just to sit here. So like, Damn it, you Cody. know, way to look at it. Fucking Cody. You know what 109 had? How many hours 109 had? I, I forgot to check, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I beat him by less than an hour. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super brutal for that guy. Yeah, and then uh then then you qualified into uh into Sunday. Yeah, right? I played the free roll and nothing exciting to talk about there. Just it's a super turbo structure, so like after two hours it was just all interfold and busted like eighty something ish for like twenty four hundred dollars, I think is what I earned. Alright. Yeah, nice. Not bad. So it was a good month overall. Crushed the three five, got a free twenty four hundred dollars just for playing there. So yeah, the yeah. Next, the next free roll, I will definitely be participating. I won't be procrastinating. I will take large wagers on that. <laughs> <laughs> Move into uh, hockey and uh, sick mitts. Sick mitts. So it's been going. Coming soon to a theater near you. Sick mitts, starring Jack Eichel, brother. Uh, pretty well. Like eleven and six in the past week, so that's been good. And then had a uh, already a pretty good night tonight with a plus one ninety on the Sharks and Oilers winner. And then um, only other play tonight is the Predators. Yeah, and they uh, just tied it up one to one. So you love to see it. You love to see it. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, going good. So NHL's yeah going going well. Uh, yeah, trade deadline's all done. Uh, Patrick Kane is now a Ranger, and the Oilers did end up making a move for a defensive guy in Eckholm, who is just like a huge, like real physical, real real good defensive guy. Uh, did not make a move for a goalie. Uh, the Kings traded away uh, their legend and future Hall of Famer Jonathan Quick, but um, Quick is old at this point, and uh, he's wasn't having a very good season at all. He hasn't been uh, elite in a few years, and originally he went to um, Columbus, I think, or somebody, somebody out west, somebody out east, and then. Uh, uh, and then they they quickly traded him back to uh, Vegas, so he's now a, a Vegas Knight actually. So the, um, Jonathan, Quick, Jonathan Quick is on the Knights. Yeah, 
Back Get up. out of here. Uh-huh. He's an OG, man. He's been around forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah, future Hall of Famer for sure. Slight little but fun fact and betting tip. Um, if it's Jonathan Quick's birthday, bet against him. <laughs> <laughs> the Kings were playing the Canucks. I was living in Vancouver at the time. And uh, the night before the game was uh, Quick's birthday. Um, there was rumors of him getting blacked out downtown in Vancouver, and he gave up a five spot the next day. No coincidence. <laughs> Easy like how, <laughs> kind of how the, the the first year of the Knights, uh, most of the teams went uh, out, down at least a goal in the first period. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a little slow to start in Vegas, <laughs> as most people are. Looking forward into so we're now coming down to uh, I mean it's the second half or second th- or you know last third I guess of the season still still a decent amount of hockey to be played yet and uh, the East is just looks like a freaking uh, murder's row that's by far the strongest conference uh, and the current odds uh, reflect all of that the the west less so and a little bit a uh, little bit more wide open but i mean even even the uh there's teams like down three or four team three uh like three or four spots down in the out of the wild card in the in the east and they're only like six eight points out of the playoffs so not not so it should be an exciting exciting race coming up um as far as like future values uh i don't really see too much uh, out there. I, uh, I, I had mentioned the Kings briefly uh, because I thought they'd make a move for a goalie, and they did. And so, as far as stuff right now, I don't. I don't really see too much value uh, on there. Uh, there's not a whole lot of stuff that you something that you want to consider uh, when if you don't already have a lot of uh, future positions, like a lot of us do, uh, and you're wanting to do something and you're looking at a team, uh, consider like. Try and consider like what what their playoff uh, what if their playoff like series price is going to be, and then and then look at what uh, just like rolling over a parlay and would would pay into that like like the like the a team like the Bruins like they're like plus like four and a half to they're four and a half to one to uh, to to win it right now uh, some some books like there's no value in that like don't bet don't bet the the lowest price of the season like they're not going to get any lower. Um, but if, if you wanted to bet on the Bruins to win the cup, then you could just take whatever unit size that you're going to bet on the Bruins and they're going to be like a decent heavy favorite on the, on the first, on the first series. They might be like, uh, I guess it could be at like 170 at the, like if they get like a really bad matchup, uh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's going to be under 200 for sure. Um, they're not going to be a 200 favorite, and then the and then all the series after that, it's going to be pretty close. Like they're going to be minus 110, minus 115, even money. Uh, you know, against like anybody else in in the in the East, it's it's a pretty stacked lineup that they have to go through. They're obviously on a historic season, but yeah, it's a it's a seven game series in hockey. It's not it's not easy to win the cup, so. Um, they're not going to be big favorites. So if you just took a unit, whatever unit size you're going to bet on them to win the series outright, if you just take that unit and then you just rolled that over into a parlay and have them win the first series and then take that money, roll it into the second series, et cetera, that's going to pay out like 
way like exponential like probably like 10x 10 10 to 15x what what just like four and a half to one would would pay so that's a strategy that you can do i feel like that's true for a lot of futures though um mainly for larger favorites like i've done similar things in football and like uh basketball uh, college basketball conferences or even the nba like when the the warriors are like minus 300 to win the championship a couple of years back when you could just get them like minus 300 in each series price, that's obviously going to pay out a lot better. Sure. It rolls right into meaningful to some. That's going to be a touchdown. There's no extra point, but that may be meaningful to some of you. And you know who I mean. Oh, I just put some money on the Lakers today, too, to win the championship. They're not even in the playoffs you yet. fucking moron. Dude. LeBron. <laughs> LeBron and Anthony Davis, they were 50 to 1. You know LeBron's 50. out for like a long time, right? Oh, no, I didn't know that. I don't even watch oh basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. even watch basketball. I mean, Last week, LeBron rolled his ankle and he's out for like a month at least, probably. Maybe the rest of the season. Uh, so, good bet, Joe. LeBron and Anthony Davis, if they make the playoffs, dude. <laughs> well, it's just Anthony Davis now. I mean, come on now. LeBron will come back. Eh. The problem Not is, by the time he's healthy, they might actually be like officially out of the playoff race, so he wouldn't even play the rest of the season. Yeah, they might not even be in. That's true. Yeah, but if he is, then he obviously would play. Well, I got $100 on it. <laughs> I've seen him make dumber bets. <laughs> yeah. Light money on fire with the Lakers, and then speaking of light on money on fire, uh, we... <laughs> we were all on uh, Jones to go down. Oh my and, god! Yeah, uh... we bet Cyril Garner. That was... <laughs> I've never yeah. bet on a UFC fighter who didn't land a punch. <laughs> like what? Yeah, congrats! Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord, that was that was something. That was awful. That was awful. Don't I can't believe you had to remind me of that. <laughs> What was so dumb is I made so much money betting college basketball Saturday, and everybody in our group chat was just like hyping up cereal. I bet a little bigger than like my normal unit size would uh, warrant for such a play because you know I'm crushing the day and nope, just gave half of it back. Yeah, yeah. all in forty five seconds. (laughs) Not fun. No sweat value either. Yeah, no. yeah, like if you lose, like by a split decision, it's it's you know, yeah, exciting or you know, they're actually yeah, you know fighting it out. But uh, nope, just yeah. choked out yeah. in forty five seconds. Yeah, yeah, John Bone Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of a uh, yeah. That was kind of sick. Um, yeah, there's so not a whole lot of other stuff. Uh, going on the NCAA tournaments, all the like all the all the um all the all the college basketball tournaments are kicking off as far as like conference goes. And then right, right. I guess uh, next week jump, or in two weeks, madness. once the the bracket comes out, we can kind of right. We should do yeah. we should we should do a, a podcast like on Sunday instead of Thursday or whenever we normally do it, just to kind of do a little outline of March Madness. I think would be interesting. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be fun. And uh, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about March Madness because I honestly uh, had no idea how big March Madness was until my first year in Vegas. And I was I was like just playing at Caesars in mid March, and it was like a Wednesday afternoon. 
and the place is packed. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, is there some big conference in town? Like, what's going on? Because this is not this is not normal for Wednesday at like 11 a.m. I was like, oh, yeah. March Madness. That's wild. I had no idea that thousands of people still cared about college basketball. But uh, yeah, March 15th to the end of March is just DJ in paradise in, uh, in Vegas. It is Complete wild. Crazy. Complete craziness. Yeah, for gambling, it's just like my buddies from New York are coming. Guy strip, yeah. I got yeah, friends flying down from Washington, yeah. It's just everyone comes in for March Madness. Like, that's the thing. It's it like really a guy's is. weekend. It's like Vegas for March Madness. And I can't tell you how many people do that. The only thing tilting me about so many people coming to town is the price of golf courses. My God. <laughs> every, <laughs> yeah. every golf course is just like 5x the normal price for the next two oh, weeks. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Seriously. Yeah, uh, Bali High me. is going like four fifty or something ridiculous. Oh my! Like, like that place you, is worth a hundred max. Like you are just good ripping the tourists off. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> making a good. killing. That is amazing. Yeah, good so I'm for them. tilted that I can't play golf for like two weeks probably because I'm not paying these ridiculous tourist price. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like playing. Uh, it's like playing golf on the weekends. Like, when yeah. you live here in Vegas, you just don't do it. Yeah, you just play Everybody... Monday through Thursday, or that's the best time to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that about golf. Yeah, yeah. Surge, surge pricing. <laughs> surge pricing, for sure. Uber surge pricing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might not even play poker. I might just be an Uber driver and make a shit ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred dollars uh, up and down the strip each time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bellagio Aria, hundred bucks. <laughs> That's like a two minute walk. <laughs> <laughs> Booked. <laughs> yeah. Are you coming out for it, Andrew? Nah, probably not. I mean, I just uh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta grind, man. I got, I, I'm, 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 I'm freaking already behind. Like, I had an engine to pay for, I had a transmission to pay for, I broke even for the. My first month, like, I'm not up. <laughs> Vegas, baby, Vegas. <laughs> Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby, Vegas! I got friends uh, in town the first weekend, but the second weekend I have nothing, so if you want to come crash in my place, you're always welcome. Yeah. Although I'm assuming you'd bring the van or something, but either way. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it, yeah. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, may, I might, I might, I might, I might, because poorly, I might just have to borrow your car and drive Uber. Might, that might be <laughs> my, that might be my job. <laughs> just drive you around and. <laughs> so thanks for hanging out with us for all ten episodes. Double digits, baby. We made it. Thanks to you guys. Review. Give us five stars. Email us with any feedback at when the chips are down podcast at gmail.com in your own hand or a question you might have about poker you can find joe on instagram at thanj you can find willie also on instagram at brandon fayant and of course you can find myself at bikey19 on youtube instagram tiktok and twitter coming up in episode number 11 we'll come and continue with the second part of our origin story with scott and get into his background of the world of cards where he sees this game taking him in the future keep grinding guys